No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you are. It's Monday night, and you're live with another edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Thank you for joining us. As always, tonight's recommended drink is cheap box wine. Tonight's recommended snack, bland brand, no-name crackers. This is the official wine and crackers broadcast. Right here on DLive and other places too. You're around, you're out there. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. So much to get through and so little time. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hit that, uh, hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And, of course, if you would like to wish me a happy Australia Day, it's Australia Day today, or as, as it's otherwise been referred to of recent years, Invasion Day. Happy Invasion Day, everybody. So there's a big movement now to change what day Australia Day is on. It should be a different day. It shouldn't be the day the Europeans landed here because that was an invasion. That was awful. We need to do away with it. So happy Invasion Day, I guess. All the way from down under, thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We have so much to get through. Uh, Incidentally, if you'd like to leave a tip during tonight's proceedings, then... The preferred method is, of course, streamlabs.com slash boogiebumba. Or you can also head over to trovo.live where you can do little donation-y little things, give away magic spells and whatnot. Looks like a lot of fun. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. The world is in a perilous position right now. And here on this show, we don't like to minimise the perilous position we find ourselves in here on this world. You know, we take these things very seriously, as you know. If you're a long-time watcher of this program or listener to this podcast, you'll understand that when new news comes out about the ways, the wonderful inventive ways that the governments are keeping us safe, then it's something that we feel we need to cover here. And I'm pleased to report that it's not only the government now, because as you know, we've fixed all the government. It's fixed. You know... One month ago, you're resisting. The next month, hey, we can't stop winning. (laughs) It's funny how things change. So, it's funny how things change so quickly, isn't it? Who would have thought? But, I'm pleased to report that the safety meme, ladies and gentlemen, is coming to an NBA game near you. Thank you for joining us, Daily Boogie Podcast. Miami Heat to use COVID-19 sniffing dogs to screen fans at games. <laughs> Thank you for keeping me safe. You know, I can understand. I, I, I do sympathise because I imagine walking into an NBA game can feel like visiting somebody at prison sometimes. I mean, you know, let's be honest here. So I, can, I understand the frustration of the audience. So, no, this is not the way it's supposed to be. The Heat will use coronavirus sniffing dogs 
at American Airlines Arena to screen fans who want to attend their games. They've been working on the plan for months. There's, this has been months, you know, on the boil. People having discussions, should we do it, shouldn't we do it? How many dogs will we need? They're going to need some somewhere to poop, somewhere to pee. Do we have that organized? Do we have to feed the dog handlers as well, or just the dogs? You know, these were the kinds of conversations taking place. Very serious stuff. They've been working on the plan for months and the highly trained dogs have been in place for some games this season where the team has allowed a handful of guests, guests, <laughs> not fans, not supporters, not members, guests. It's like a fucking dinner party. Starting this week, a limited number of ticket holders will be in the seats as well, provided they get past, this is the quote, provided they get past the dogs first. <laughs> Imagine lining up to see your team play. Look how far we've come in 20, 2021 has only just started, ladies and gentlemen. Look where we're at. We are now at prison level security. <laughs> Imagine lining up, you've got the big, you know, the big foam finger. You got the little Miami Heat flag, you're wearing your Dwayne Wade shirt. Fucking security guards come up with the sniffer dogs. As though you were trying to smuggle cocaine out of out of Colombia. <laughs> oh, isn't it fun? We're trying to promote a family friendly atmosphere here at the Miami Heat. We want to make sure that everybody is protected and safe. Thank you for keeping me safe, Miami Heat. If you think about it, I love this. Listen to this. This is the argument for. This is fantastic. If you've if you've ever heard of drawing a long bow, then prepare to break your fucking elbow whilst you try to yank back on this one. Quote: If you think about it, detection dogs are not new. <laughs> Said Matthew Jafarian, the Heat's executive vice president for business strategy. This this is the guy they're rolling out to talk about the, the sniffer dogs out the front of the stadium. You want to hear that title again? It's a, it must be a hell of an expensive fucking business card to print. Matthew Jafarian, he is the Heat's Executive Vice President for Business Strategy. <laughs> Real sports guy. Yes, I love... I loved especially when... Uh, when our team did the uh, shot that went into the basket. <laughs> I'm a big Miami Heat fan. The first Heat game with ticket holders is set for Thursday. Oh, sorry, pardon me, I, I, I missed the second half of the quote. This is the best part. So the executive vice president for business strategy, quote, you've seen them in airports. They've been used in mission critical situations by the police and military. I'm not lying, this is the quote. They've been used in mission-critical situations by the police and the military. We've used them at the arena for years, quote, to detect explosives. <laughs> and now we're just doing it to detect you. Don't you love that? Uh, you know, we've... Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are you concerned about the sniffer dogs out the front of the stadium? Well, look, I, I understand your concern. Let me just say I hear you. I hear you and I hear your concerns. So let me just say this, that sniffer dogs have been around for a long time, you know, in war zones looking for explosives. So I don't really see why 
you should be apprehensive of this at all. <laughs> I mean, it's perfectly normal. If you think about it, we've been using sniffer dogs in, you know, policing and military exercises for decades. I mean, I really don't know why you would have a problem with this. Don't tell me you're one of those crazy conspiracy theorists now. <laughs> there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for keeping me safe. The Miami Heat to use sniffer dogs to screen fans at games. Now, I don't know about this. The videos on these websites, these news websites, are notoriously unreliable. But there is a video here that's titled Bay Area Girls, Women Show Support for Vice President Harris. I'm, I think we're obliged to click it. Because as you know, uh, we support women of colour in positions of power. It's really the only way forward. But not, not all the way though. Only up to vice president. Then we want a president uh, who's a white man, of course. So. Celebration, particularly in the East Bay today. Vice President Kamala Harris was born in Oakland and raised ah, in Berkeley. Yeah, she's real, in, just really close to her Indian roots. <laughs> raised in Oakland. I saw a news report over the weekend and I laughed my tits off. Somebody was reporting, I can't remember the outlet, but somebody was like, uh, you know, this week we take a look at the ancestral home of Kamala Harris and it was some like fucking shitty village in India. <laughs> and, you know, if you, if you translate the corporate media, ancestral home means place I've never been to. That's how it trans, that's the direct translation. Today we visit the ancestral home of Kamala Harris. And you just know that they were... You could see this place. You just know that they were staying in a hotel well out of town. <laughs> they weren't staying, like, mingling with the people. Finding out who who remembers the, the Harris family. <laughs> you just know that wasn't happening. It was drive-in, get driven in, actually, by a, a local security team. Get driven into this part of town, Ring hand people signs. Get your cheese, man. Thank you for joining us. Oh, that was a that was a holy shit. That was a sub noise. How did that happen? How did that happen? We shouldn't be getting sub noises on D Life. I don't know what happened there. I have no idea. Well, that's interesting. So, you know, they were getting driven into this part of town from the hotel that they were staying at. Maybe it was like a resort. Oh, it was a streak, right, Gaia? Substreak. So, they were getting driven in this part of town from the resort, and you know that they were handing signs to people, you know, talking about how much they love Kamala Harris, we love her, she's from here, blah, 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 blah. And they probably spent like half a day shooting and then it was in the car straight to the airport. <laughs> but we need to pack up the cameras and the microphones. No, pack it up on the way in the cab. <laughs> Just chuck it all into the back seat. We'll do it on the way there. Get me the fuck out of here. The ancestral home. <laughs> Carry on. This afternoon, her former elementary school in North Berkeley became mm -hmm. a place to rejoice in hometown wow. pride. Neighbors and some teachers from Thousand Oaks Elementary and other Berkeley schools came out to take selfies in front of the banner, offering congratulations to their most 
famous alarm. <laughs> They're taking selfies in front of a banner. <laughs> Not even with her. Not even with a mannequin wearing that hideous purple fucking outfit. Not even. Not even with, you know, a member of the team. Not even a member. Not even somebody who knew her 20 years ago. None of that. No, no. We're taking selfies in front of the poorly painted mural that's out the front of the school that she used to attend, you know, close to four decades ago. <laughs> There definitely is a there. There definitely is an element of hero worship about this. She hasn't even done anything yet. The thing I love most about this is because if you remember, if you're a little bit of a political junkie and a bit of a political watcher like myself, you'll remember the Democratic um, nomination phase, right? She she was terrible. Everybody hated her. <laughs> Democrats hated her. She was only ever really popular in the part of California that she's from. The whole rest of the country dislikes her immensely. But now we have to pretend like that never happened. We saw months of it. 1% boo, getting booed where she goes. People hated her. They hated Joe Biden even more, incidentally. But they hated her. I mean, no, they were burning. They were attacking Democrat Party headquarters in Portland over the weekend because they hate Joe Biden, which is something we've said on this show repeatedly. You know, they they looked like black block guys, not Antifa. But anyway, putting that to one side, they, they, they don't they, they're not pro-Democrat. They're anti the system. And they see the Democrat Party as part of the system. They hate the Democrats too. Just the media, for whatever reason, the, the media, for whatever reason, feels like you shouldn't know that. <laughs> so they hated Kamala Harris. But now, I mean, the fluff pieces are... There are so many fluff pieces, I feel like I'm fucking drowning when I'm doing prep for this show. Because no matter what Kamala Harris link you click on now, it's going to be, oh, look at her fucking shoes. Isn't she amazing? Jeez, I tell you, she is more inspirational than Jesus to young girls of colour. I think, I hope you understand that. She truly is a national fucking treasure. It's just like, guys, you're laying it on a little bit thick. Just a touch. It's really getting absurd now. Madam Vice President Kamala Harris. Many of the teachers watched the inauguration live with their students, virtually. One said it meant a lot to them and to their students. Fucking hell. They're able to identify with someone who came from a similar background that they have. And that gives um, them hope and inspiration. Hope and inspiration. <laughs> Fuck me. I saw something earlier. I don't know if I put it in the rundown or not. Maybe I'll grab it. Because I didn't get to watch it like before I put it in my little prep folder that I have here. Maybe I need to find it. Is this it? Do I have it here? Maybe I do. That they could do anything that they set their mind to. Like maybe. I'll just get this teed up because I think this is it. We're going to have to sidetrack the show. And now for something completely different. Oh no, I've got it. I've got it ready to go. All right. Okay. Yeah, I can change the world to be vice president. 
that'd be really cool to make some changes in the world. Many Making some changes in the world. You know, there's nothing really more adorable to me than seeing the hopes and the dreams of a very young person being slowly shattered over time. When the children grow up and they realise just how much they're... Not, not ignored by the system. I think that's the thing a lot of activists get wrong. They, oh, they're ignoring our voices. You can't ignore us forever. That's not really true. They, they don't really ignore you as much as they despise you. They hate you. <laughs> you, are, you are cattle. You are fodder. You're an ant farm. And they treat you as such. They don't really care. So, you know, they're not ignoring you. It's, the, it's, it's a visceral act of direct hatred, <laughs> the way they treat you. So when those adorable little children grow up one day and, you know, the hope and inspiration turns to apathy if you're lucky and rage if you're not, if you don't know how to manage it, <laughs> the, the, the brutal, devastating disappointments that come one after another when you get to adulthood. <laughs> if you're not able to manage it, it will become rage. Hopefully it becomes apathy. That's where you want to be. That's when you can start enjoying life again. But to be oh, to be a fly on the wall that on the moment when the when that realization comes to pass. Oh wait, they really do hate us, don't they? Yes, my dear. Yes, sweetheart, they do. <laughs> Found themselves tearing up today as tearing they felt up. an overwhelming sense of pride Over of seeing themselves represented during this. <laughs> People were tearing up with overwhelming sense with an overwhelming sense of pride, seeing somebody. Who, who represented them. I would just like to ask, look, see, the, look, what did I tell you about these fucking the videos on these news websites? It just, it just reset itself and changed to a different video on its own. I didn't click shit. <laughs> I didn't click a damn thing. <laughs> hate these little I love I love local news I scour local news looking for fun stories because you know why not local news you really get the more extreme stuff but then you know these websites are just a dog's breakfast anyway we'll leave it there um so yeah people are oh we're being we're finally being represented now this is a wonderful era for us to live in Things have never been so beautiful. You know, Kamala Harris really is. Have you seen her shoes? They're fucking amazing. She's really just like a down-to-earth, normal person. So I came across this. I didn't get a chance to watch it before um, before now. But I, the, the, the heading had me curious. LGBT plus people are celebrating Biden's win, right? And I just thought, why? <laughs> Legitimately, I thought, why? Why are the LGBT plus people, apparently, allegedly, why are they celebrating Biden's win? What is it about Joe Biden that's specifically pro-gay where, you know, the last guy wasn't? Explain. Like, I don't know. Why would you care? What's the difference? Happy Hanukkah, my nigga. Oh, Winning TV tipped $3.
Such a brave new world, so tears are flowing now. Hooray. <laughs> winning TV. Uh, Trovo.live slash winning TV, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for the tip, sir. Let's have a look here what Phil sent us. If you're gay, then you're gay. Don't pretend that nice. you're straight. Perfect. You could be who you yes. are any day of the week. You are unlike the others. So strong and unique. We're all with you. Yeah, this is so gay. I love if this. If you're straight, well, that's great. You can help procreate. Yeah. And make gay little babies for the whole human race. <laughs> make a world we can live in. Let's We're make some gay babies, guys. Somewhere in, we're all somewhere in the middle. Let's make some more gay babies, though. This is so wholesome and fun and accurate. This is science. If you're gay, then you're gay. If you're yeah. straight, well, that's great. I think we may have found a new anthem for the cart patrols. We may we may have to replace run, my lovely chicken run, my dear. Run, my lovely chicken run away. We may have to replace it with this. Everyone is gay. <laughs> Thank you, Phil. Perfect segue. Well done. So... <laughs> So I, I was curious, why are LGBT plus people celebrating Biden's win? I must know this. Let's have a look. Excuse me, Finn. Yo, Earl! What? Hey, you're fired, you butt! We did it. We did it. We did it. We did it. The man who empowers white supremacists <laughs> and empowers neo-Nazis oh, yeah. and the KKK yeah. and homophobes and transphobes. Transfo and tr homophobes. Like, I, know, I know this is kind of obvious to some people. Like, I'm trying here, man. Help me out. Help me see the world the way I want to see the world the way you see it. What can can anybody point me to the specifically homophobic thing that or things that the last guy did? Can anybody do that? <laughs> Honestly. It's just all it's just all invention. And that's why that little girl who was standing in front of the Kamala Harris mural and talking about how wonderful it is and you know this is a dream come true. We love Kamala blah blah blah. This is why she will ultimately have her sweet little heart broken by the world. Because it's just what what she's being programmed uh, with right now. It's just all invention. It's not real. You know, it's a, it's a relief. It's a, it's a relief for gay people everywhere that, that Joe Biden won. I, I would ask again, why? Why do you think it's going to get better for you? What is, what is it about this election that specifically says to you, hey, my life's going in the right direction now? And what is it specifically that you couldn't handle yourself? 
because I hate to be the bearer of bad news. But if this is true, then it's only a matter of time until you feel let down again because something's going to happen. <laughs> Wonderful stuff. Misogynist and sexist yep. is no longer going to be in office. Yeah, just yeah, the, the guy who empowered misogynist and sexist is no longer going to be in the office. Now it's just the man who touches small children on camera. <laughs> Man who's been it's a man who's been repeatedly reported to, you know, go up to the go up behind strange women when they aren't looking and bury his nose in the back of their neck and go <sighs> so much better. <laughs> we no longer have to hear Trump 2020 and actually fear that they might be right. Yeah. No more fear. That's the main thing. I'm, I'm glad that we're no longer using... There's no need to be afraid anymore, guys. You know, those people on the other side have been using fear for so long. They're all a bunch of suicidal homophobes who will eventually destroy us. <laughs> so there's no, longer, there's no longer any need to fear government anymore. That's just... <laughs> oh, these... These sweet, adorable people. I can't even be angry at them. I can't. I almost envy them. How, what, a, what a world it must be. Don't worry, my life is great now. <laughs> yeah. Woo. This is more like it. This is more like it. No tears, just have a party. That's understandable. Yeah. This is what I want to see. This is what I want. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> As you can see, ladies and gentlemen, the African-American community was riding with Biden. Riding Biden. <laughs> riding Joe Biden. <laughs> now, remember... Remember on Wednesday we didn't have we didn't do a show on Friday incidentally so I apologize for that. Did have a lovely, you know, family day though just so you know. Nobody asked but that's fine whatever. That's interesting. Nobody cared. But that's fine. Uh, I think it was Meshuga during uh, during the intro said Royce wants to know if you're alive. <laughs> it's very thoughtful of Royce. Thank you. Thank you for your concern. <laughs> So remember on Wednesday, I'm here. Yes, I'm alive. Remember on Wednesday, we were talking about, you know, the three things that I want to see take place in the next four years. I'll go over them again, just in case you missed Wednesday's show. Number one is I want Andrew Yang to be elected as the mayor of New York. I think that would be amazing. Number two is, ah, uh, what, God, what was number two again? <laughs> can't remember number two. Oh, well, I'm sure it was very important and well thought, well thought out. But number three was, I want Kamala Harris. Oh, number, pardon me. Number two was, I want Donald Trump to become like a hack late night talk show host, like a Seth Meyers and come out and like do practice his golf swing and shit like that and tell really bad political hacky jokes, do impressions of Joe Biden would be epic, you know. 
So that's number two. Number three was I want Kamala Harris to become president during this term. So I want Joe Biden after a year or maybe two to step down to be replaced by Kamala Harris. But I want Kamala Harris to ultimately lose the 2024 election to a drag queen, a Republican drag queen, one which is personally endorsed by Charlie Kirk. That's what I want. Now, people before have said, please stop predicting things because your predictions come true. Wouldn't this be the prediction that we all hope comes true? To have Kamala Harris versus, you know, based cross-dressing drag queen <laughs> with like with the extra makeup and shit like that on. A white one, preferably. <laughs> so this I love this, this representation of the African American community. Ladies and gentlemen, let's have a look. This is what I wanna see! 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 Now I would settle for this guy running against Kamala Harris in 2024, wouldn't you? I mean, we could do a lot worse. Boy's got talent. He's got skills. He's got the skills to pay the bills. Have a look at that. Hello, boys. <laughs> wouldn't it be fun? Because I care about you, America, and I want you to get back on back on track as quickly as possible. Yep. Today has been the best day ever and everything feels right again. There you have it. Riveting stuff. Uh, a whole four people there celebrating Joe Biden's win. You can see why the entire community is getting behind this. Maybe we'll just stick on this. We'll stay. We'll stick on this topic. I want to give a little bit of love to Chris L Triple X V I with the fucking annoying Roman numeral names. I'll put his uh, link to his Twitter in the chat. He always just posts great headlines that he comes across. I'd love to see his browsing fucking history. So I just want to give him a bit of love because he drew my attention to this article, ladies and gentlemen, and I thought it was important enough to address here on the program. Because everything is right again. Everything feels normal again since since Joe Biden won the election, of course. There's no more need to be afraid. We did it, guys. We did it. This is fantastic. How Miley Cyrus preference remarks show underlying transphobia. Miley Science... Miley, Miley, I'm already tongue-tied. Miley Cyrus, ladies and gentlemen, has underlying transphobia. Miley fucking Cyrus. Yes, yes, come on. I fucking love this. Everything is right with the world again. Everything is normal. Listen to this. Miley Cyrus is making waves with new comments about her sexuality. In a new interview, she not only says that she prefers women to men, but also attempts to explain why. They actually wrote attempts. <laughs> They're obviously very tolerant here at Out Magazine. <laughs> Listen to this. Girls are way hotter. We know this. The 28-year-old bisexual said in an interview with Sirius XM's Barstool Radio, Everyone, I think, can agree that from ancient times, dicks make wonderful sculptures. Other than that, I'm not as interested. 
I like Dix's art pieces and sculptural. I love the shape. I think it looks really good on a table. She's kind of, for all of the train wreck and just like cringe and horror show stuff that is associated with Miley Cyrus, she is kind of funny sometimes. Yeah, it's just it's just a shame that she's such a wacky cunt all of, all of the rest of the time that you actually don't get to notice how funny she can be. That was a that was a gag. You know, I like Dix's art pieces because they look really good on the coffee table, you know? Like that's a funny line. <laughs> the singer continued, "It's good if I can just get in and go away because I don't want it eyeing me up. That's truly how I feel. I felt really good about saying that. She feels like the penises are eyeing her up when she looks at them. (laughs) She dug in deeper, adding, quote, everyone knows that tits are prettier than balls. What? That's what ended up making female relationships make more sense to me. Okay, you know what? Miley, I agree. I tend to agree. You know, she's got a point. She's right. We shouldn't criticise her for being correct. Yes, tits are prettier than balls. I would much rather look at tits than look at balls. And, you know, a penis on a sculpture doesn't really necessarily offend me as much as if I had to look at a real one. I'd be a little more apprehensive about that. But on a sculpture on a coffee table, no problem. Just move it aside to put the scones down. (laughs) I'm going to have to move the penis from the coffee table, Nana. Uh, we need somewhere to put the butter for the croissants. Not a problem. Just pop it up there on the television. So I, I'm struggling at this point to see why what she's saying is offensive because, I, you know, she's right. <laughs> so listen to this. The author continues. I wish I could say this news makes me excited and proud to be a woman and a lesbian, but... Cyrus's quote is littered with transphobia. (laughs) You really just can't fucking win. You can't win. Stop trying. It's littered littered with transphobia. The transphobia is everywhere. It is all pervasive. It's impossible to ignore. Look at all of this transphobia just strewn about the place. I'll I'll tell you the quote again. Everyone, I think, can agree that from ancient times, dicks make wonderful sculptures. Other than that, I'm not as interested. I like dicks' art pieces and sculptural. I love the shape. I think it looks really good on a table. It's good if we can just get in and go away because I don't want it eyeing me up. That's truly how I feel. I felt really good about saying that. Everyone knows that tits are prettier than balls. That's what ended up making female relationships make more sense to me. This is apparently the statement that is, quote, littered with transphobia. Now, I want you to genuinely sit back for a moment. You know, some of us have been saying this for a long time. You know, if you're a long time listener to this show, I'm not somebody who you know, pushes the line that say like all Democrats are the, like all Democrats are raving lunatics. I'm actually very much been consistently saying the opposite for years now. That no, not all Democrats are like raving university age lunatics. There are people, there, there are conservative Democrats. Fewer of them than there used to be, but still. 
exist, they do. You know, Christian Democrat union guys and stuff, right? This is a thing. There are these people out there. We've we've spoken to them on this show. <laughs> so I know I'm not making it up. But if you've had a moment over the last, let's say, three months where you thought in your heart of hearts that, hey, don't worry, there's going to be unity here. We're, 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 we're going to see eye to eye with other people. Just remember, the people who you expect to see eye to eye to believe that when a, when a bisexual person comes out and says, I'm just more attracted to tits than I am to balls... They believe what they... They don't hear that. They don't hear a light-hearted, here's what I prefer in the bedroom kind of conversation. They don't hear a harmless conversation about why dicks look good on coffee tables. They don't hear that. To them, they hear oppressive transphobia. You're, you're never going to be able to... You're never going to reach a moment where you see reality the same way as a person who sees that in these statements. Sorry. And I, I don't I don't even care. I just I, I just I find it interesting. So you know, I'm not angry about what you think. I'm not angry that you think this is transphobic. I'm not I'm not going to simp for fucking Miley Cyrus, you know. She yeah, whatever, I don't care. But it is peculiar <laughs> I'll say that I wish I could say this news makes me excited and proud to be a woman and a lesbian but Cyrus's quote is littered with transphobia this kind of gender essentialism <laughs> gender essentialism this kind of gender essentialism was left behind by most of the queer community years ago Genitals do not equal gender, and Miley Cyrus should know this. <laughs> Listen to this. In an age where TERFs, I don't know what I don't know what T-E-R-F-S is. I have no idea, so I apologize. Please pardon my ignorance. In an age where TERFs are more vocal than they've ever been. Comments like these, I, I imagine trans something, something, something. Comments like these reinforce some very, listen to this. Comments like these, that, that tits are prettier than balls, for example. This is the comment that they're angry about. Comments like these reinforce some very dangerous ideas about bodies and gender. Saying that you prefer tits over dick. You're now reinforcing dangerous ideas. <laughs> hey, mate. You know, I said, I said, if you feel like you're on an you're doing an important mission to raise awareness and get tolerance and stuff, that's fine. But you're, you're never going to make most straight men say, "Well, you know, I may as well suck a dick." I mean, she is a woman. <laughs> that's never. I'm sorry. It's never going to happen. <laughs> I feel bad for you, but it's just we're never going to get to that place. And arguably, if you keep pushing people to that place, things may, you know, things may progress in another way. Things may progress to a point which, you know, none of us want to get to, I suspect. 
if if history is anything to go by, I know a lot of people think, you know, world history started in like 1963, but it really didn't. There was a whole whole bunch of people who lived and died before 1963. It's whole sections of the of history sections in the library which are being ignored right now. So if history is anything to tell us, then you know, if one isn't careful, one may push a little too hard in in a certain direction and you know, be forced to endure the unforeseen consequences of pushing so hard. Let's put it that way. So Miley should know that genitals do not equal gender. <laughs> They're very upset by this. Imagine, imagine 2021, where you can be accused of not being a real bisexual because you don't want to suck a dick. Imagine lesbian. Imagine a lesbian getting angry at you. Because because you don't want to suck a dick. <laughs> no, no, no. Sucking a dick is very lesbian now. <laughs> don't be so exclusionary. Exactly. <laughs> you know, because real activists know that lesbians can have penises too. So I'm sorry, if you don't want to put a penis in your mouth, then you're not a real lesbian. <laughs> Isn't that fucking great? <laughs> how did we think... How, how do we think 2021 is going, incidentally? For everybody. <laughs> so, our poor old Miley... She's about to join J.K. Rowling in the cancelled list because she has the audacity to say that she's more turned on by breasts than she is by balls, and this angers, of all people, the feminists. <laughs> Try to keep up. Try to keep up. The, les the lesbian activists are angry that Miley Cyrus does not want to suck a dick. <laughs> She does, however, like to sit them on her coffee table. Exactly, Cabaret in the chat. Suck that dick to prove you love vaginas, bigot. <laughs> we really have. We, Because remember, these were memes you know, two, three, four years ago that we would all have fun partaking in. We, we really have memed the wrong stuff into reality. <laughs> As I now sit here in 2021 looking back on the last four years, it's like, hang on, meme magic worked, but it's kind of like that, it's kind of like that trick where you find the, the bottle and you rub it and the genie comes out and you wish for things, but then you don't really get what you wished for. So we've memed this this shit into reality and they've just picked it up and run with it now. It's like, what a world. <laughs> Fantastic stuff, ladies and gentlemen. All right. With that, I think that's a good time to take a quick five-minute break. Uh, tell you what, when we return, we've got some fun stuff for you. We've got some fun stuff for you. So stick around. It is Monday night. You're listening to the Daily Boogie podcast season. Oh, I'm breaking on the dance floor. You better hold on so they don't kick you down. Yeah, I'm breaking on the dance floor. 
it. Narcissistic, and most importantly, completely pointless. Come waste an hour of your week with The Starting Block, Friday nights Australian time at dlive.tv forward slash The Starting Block. Get in touch with us on Twitter, at The Starting Block, no K at the end. Also, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes by searching for The Starting Block, or one word, or on Podbean at startingblock.podbean.com. Join the Blockheads, tuning in, in their millions, right around the world. Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet. We also have The Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. I, I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ, what are you, fucking Asian dick crazy? <laughs> you. <laughs> Why do you, you have to ruin my evening? Like I, I'm just gonna just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show, and you, you gotta, you just gotta do this. Without the hat. So you're not enjoying it? No. <laughs> Dude, Asian uh, come dick on, Tracy. really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover in, in Argentina. But it's not working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I hate oh, come on, you secretly guy. love it. No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so... Subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. Aloha and welcome to Pirate Radio, Ladies of Liberty, the hot seat. Or maybe this is my daily traffic report. I don't know. As you can tell, I, I seem to have a problem with commitment to one type of platform. I, I think doctors refer to that as uh, ADD. Uh, but anyways, if you want to follow any of those shows, you want to catch me live every single day of the week, you can follow me at Real Person Politics. That's Real Person P-L-T-C-S. Aloha. Another ain't no rest for the wicked Until we close our eyes for good UK Neil over at DLive for the Great Awakening Show. That's over on DLive at DLive.tv stroke UK Neil. Get yourself out of that matrix and get over to the Great Awakening. This Justin, the global official that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. More right on. This world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. 
and shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Coming back. Second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us. Monday night edition of the Daily Bookie Podcast. We will be opening up the phone lines uh, in this second half of the show. So if you do want to call in, 646-583-2700. That number again, 646-583-2700. Call in. Call in and we'll have a chat. All right. Let's carry on here, ladies and gentlemen. I wanted to bring you this because, as you know, as you know, the world, we're going through, each country is going through its coronavirus experience a certain way, a different way to everybody else. Well, that would be true if we weren't all just copying China. And now, incidentally, China has opened up and Wuhan, Wuhan is a bustling metropolis again. And their economy's growing and it's, everything's going swimmingly well for the Chinese. Funny that. And we're talking about, we're talking about more surveillance, uh, fines, prison sentences for people. It's great. It's good stuff. We're deleting people off the internet. We're banning people from banking if they don't have the correct opinions. I mean, it's not like we're copying China at all, really. Everything is original. So I want to bring you this story from the UK, ladies and gentlemen, where if you're not aware, the UK are going through relatively severe lockdown restrictions from their (coughs) conservative government. Boris Johnson as the Prime Minister. Yes, that's right. Extreme coronavirus lockdowns in Britain where there is a (coughs) conservative government led by Boris Johnson. So let's have a look here. Let's let's get a little taste of the new normal, shall we? London police have slammed the behaviour of more than 300 people who breached lockdown restrictions oh. by attending an illegal rave. An illegal rave. An illegal dance party. Yo, yo, dude, these beats are illegal. Well, yes, it appears they most certainly are, sir. Come with me. <laughs> an illegal rave. The secret party was held while... The the secret party? (laughs) Yes. The secret party with very loud dance music playing and strobe lights going off throughout the neighbourhood. The very secret party with 300 vehicles parked in the streets. Very secret party. It was an an ill... Cabaret in the chat. An illegal rave, yes. An illegal rave. Oh, yeah. The illegal and secret dance party. Jim Enward on Trovo asked a good question. Were there illegal drugs at this illegal rave? Hmm? I, I I find it amazing now that, well, not amazing. I find it humorous and laughable. But police are now, they're now, police are busting up rave parties not to find drugs. Police are busting up rave parties to find people. <laughs> Oh, no, I've got cocaine. The cop's like, don't worry, we're not here for that. We just want to get your name and address. You know you're supposed to be home by 10 p.m., young man. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. 
for keeping me safe. They really are. They, you know, what I like most about our police force is they just love us and protect us. And whatever they're doing, they're doing it for our safety. London police have slammed the behaviour of slammed. more than 300 people who breached lockdown restrictions Good, by them. attending an illegal rave. The secret party was held while hospitals struggled to cope with a surge in COVID-19 patients. <laughs> How dare you! You, you inconsiderate young people with your secret raves, your secret dance parties, your illegal parties. Did you know that this illegal rave and secret party was taking place while people were in hospital? Hmm? You know what that is? That's the equivalent of that annoying fucking asshole. Like, just say you go to, like, a dinner or something with a bunch of people. Like, you go to a steakhouse, right? And you'll order a steak... And by the time it gets there and you're eating it, you know what? You've you've got to maybe you've got through maybe like two thirds of your meal, and you're like, you know what? I've had enough. Th- these are big portions here. I can't eat that much. And some fucking asshole at the table says something like, you know, somebody is starving somewhere. <laughs> That's what this this is the equivalent of that. Police have slammed people who went to a secret illegal rave party whilst other people were in hospital. You know. You know, there are starving people in Africa who would love to have that steak that you're just callously leaving behind. Wow, we really are wasters, aren't we? <laughs> oh, shut up. I paid the goddamn money for the steak. I'll f- I might buy another one. I may buy another steak right now and just throw it directly in the bin. As soon as they bring it out and plonk that steak dinner down on the table, I will pick up the plate, walk over to the bin, you know, where you store the trays at a fast food place, and just scrape it off into the bin with a knife in front of you. How about that? Bring me another one. (laughs) I'm just fucking throwing it out. The illegal, the secret dance party, ladies and gentlemen. They're so selfish, think of all the people in hospital. The secret party was held while hospitals struggled to cope with a surge in COVID-19 patients. And as the UK's death toll approaches 100,000. You're killing people. The organisers had padlocked the doors from the inside. But at this railway arch in north-east London, there was no stopping the Metropolitan Police. Party over for more than 300 people who'd crammed inside, some of them climbing fences as they tried to flee. Look Look at the glorification. Again, like, drugs aren't mentioned here. But look at the glorification of, you know, the riot squad, basically. The heroic police, you know, they got in anyway. And people were trying to flee by jumping over fence. It's a bunch of young people who, you know, in their prime, in their drug-taking sexual prime, you have... (coughs) Pardon me. A bunch of young people in their drug-taking sexual prime You've now said to them for almost a year that they're not they're not allowed to do the thing that makes life worth living for them. You know, I don't know if you know this or not, but the kind of people who go to like, you know, illegal raves in train yards at night, they're not like the rich and wealthy people amongst us. This is very much, you know, this is very much the endeavor of somebody who is very firmly in the working class.
these are not right-wing extremists, for example. You see my point here? Because the media is trying desperately hard to program people into thinking that anybody who is against like severe lockdowns is a far-right extremist, when it's simply not true. They were protesting, and it's the same in every country. They were protesting in Germany, in Berlin. Berlin is a very, very, very liberal city. The most liberal. There, there, were, there were cries of oppression in Germany, in Berlin, when the local government banned uh, a, a, a rave, that, like an open-air rave in the city that used to go like all weekend. They banned it after too many people were caught just openly having sex in the street during this rave, like, in, you know, in open broad daylight. There were too many people fucking. <laughs> and so the local government said, that's it, we can't do this rave anymore. And the people who live in Berlin were like, you're oppressing our, our rights. You're taking away our freedom, right? That's how liberal they are. <coughs> so, you know, and I imagine the same thing applies in London to an extent. These are not right-wing extremists and science deniers. They're just young people who want to do the shit that the young people before them were allowed to do. And you're stopping them. So, you know, I can handle that. But then to lay it on so thick and to be like the glorification of the, like I said, the cops kicking the door down, batons out, shields out, you know, taking these people down for doing it. It's just report on it, but don't be like, you know, oh my God, these heroes. It's just too much. And I think... I think a lot of people know that it's too much, even if they can't articulate why they think it's too much. It's like that thing in the Matrix, you know, like if we made the Matrix all like positive and happy for you all the time, your minds, your primitive minds rejected it. You are you are defined by your suffering, you know? 78 people were apprehended and fined around 350 Australian dollars each. Police describing them as incredibly selfish <laughs> for providing an ideal opportunity for COVID-19 to spread. I am confident in the measures that we've got in place now. I mean, look, here's, here's fucking, here's exhibit A. Look at this. The guy, the guy you have to answer to. If you're a young person and you just want to hit a rave for a night or a weekend and, you know, just let loose, release that pressure valve, maybe take a little bit of something, you know, try and try and get your dick wet, something like that. Whatever it is, whatever floats your boat, whatever reason you have for attending this obviously very working class rave in a, in a train shipping yard <laughs> in North London, right? Whatever reason you have for going there, this is the guy that you have to answer to, Matt Hancock. Uh, uh, well, uh, I, I believe that the uh, latest restrictions we have in place will uh, once and for all teach all of these uh, young people that they uh, need to be more more uh, self-conscious and aware and they are acting uh, selfishly and, uh, you, know, you know, a lot of people are also in prison. This is the guy that you're getting slapped by. And, you know, the kind of kids who go to these raves, it wouldn't surprise me if they would... It wouldn't surprise me if they got stabbed on the way into a local football derby and didn't even notice. You know, tough kids. <laughs> and you get the guys, Matt Hancock on the scene. He's going to put a stop to it. <laughs> I am confident in the confident. measures that we've got in place now. Yes. What really matters is that everybody follows them. 
Rare snowfall in London combined with a continuing fall in case numbers may have lifted spirits. But the UK government has warned lockdown measures won't be lifted anytime soon. <laughs> Thank you for keeping me safe. <laughs> Wonderful stuff. All right. How about this one? Remember that story we covered a couple of weeks ago? Oh, shit. Let me pop the number up for you. There you go. If you want to call in and have your say, 583-646-2700. Hang on. 646-583-2700. Don't try the first number. You might end up in Botswana or something. I don't know. 646-583-2700. Call in and have your say. How about this? Remember, I think, was it last week or the end of the week before? Um, remember the story we covered of the girl who ratted out her mum for being at the Capitol, what we call the siege of Capitol Hill. So she ratted out her mum on Instagram or something, probably got a whole bunch of pats on the back and now has to live the rest of her life as the black sheep of the family, I guess. I, I hope it was worth the likes, sweetheart. Well done. <laughs> I hope it was I hope it was worth betraying the trust of your own mother in order to get random internet strangers to tell you what a good person you are. <laughs> oh well. Unforeseen consequences being what they are, I guess we have to learn how to deal with it. So we've got another one of these little fucking rats have come out of the woodwork. Have a look at this now. Now see I even if just let's just say I had an estranged relationship with everybody in my family, I still wouldn't call the FBI on them for anything. <laughs> you know, sure, sure, he was a piece of sure he was a drunk who used to beat me till I was black and blue every single night. But you know what? I don't know a fucking damn thing about his illegal weapons cache that he has buried on his property. I've got no idea about that. We didn't mention any weapons. Uh, yes, you did. Didn't you? Well, he's definitely not the guy who would have an illegal weapons cache buried under his property. Put it that way, sir. I would never help the FBI. Texas, so we got another one of these little pricks. Texas teen tipped off FBI about dad's involvement in the Capitol riot, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, dad's going to be so proud of you. Oh, hang on. Don't have the sound. How about we do this? All right, now let's go. Involvement in the Capitol violence got on law enforcement's radar after a tip from his own son. Fuck. Guy Ruffin's son, a teenager, says his dad threatened him and their family to try to stop them from turning him in. <laughs> Fox News Davidson Tendry spoke. <laughs> Did he say, you'll go to your room? <laughs> your place is closer than The dad, the dad threatened his son to not turn him in. Now, if you turn daddy into the feds, no apple pie for you. <laughs> daddy dearest. Now, don't misconstrue. Let's just say that this guy turns out, which it's, it's looking at least like they're trying to present it this way. Let's see if it turns out this way. Let's just say that this guy turns out to be a real special kind of fucking asshole, right? The kind of guy who has a special room in hell 
reserved for him when he eventually arrives. Let's just say he's one of those cats. That doesn't change my point at all in the slightest. This kid is still a piece of shit for dobbing in his father to the fucking FBI. I'm sorry. Regardless. <laughs> I mean, at this point, at this point, we're one step away. I, I hate, I hate to use the cliched examples. I really do. But you fuckers are making me do it. We are exceptionally close to the point in time, historically, in which children start reporting their parents to a government agency because the parents have the wrong opinion of the leader. We are agonisingly close to that already now. We are a cunt hair away from that. If, if you remember the story we covered before of the girl who dobbed in her mother, the mother was punched in the face by a police officer. She had blood streaming out of her nose, out of her fucking eyeballs. And this kid saw her mother, like, crying whilst her face was pissing out blood after being hit by a cop at the Capitol. And she wasn't at the riot. She wasn't at the siege of the Capitol. This happened the night before at a different event. So she wasn't even there for the storming of the Capitol. I, I suspect she was at home nursing her wounds that were dealt out by the police. Definitely not police brutality that we would cry agony. We would cry repeatedly for the last four years at any event. No, no, it wasn't that. No, fuck her. She deserved it. So much so that her own daughter reported her. <laughs> So like I said, we are very, very close to that point in time where the kids start reporting the parents for wrong th for, for, for anything. I mean, they go you, you go into school and the teachers are saying, you know, if people believe this, they're a racist, they're an awful person, you have a responsibility to stand up, to speak out, to do the right thing, report racism when you see it. This can't be tolerated, right? And then we're telling them what racism is. And now racism can be just voting for somebody. That's now racism. That's all the racism you need to start reporting people. I mean, it's good, isn't it? Let's carry on. I mean, thank you for keeping me safe. With Revit's son today. David. Yeah, Blake, Guy Revit's 18-year-old son says his father... Another one. Look at, the, look at the part in this guy's hair. These are, these are journalists now. We've said it on the show before. Once upon a time, the journalists were the grizzly, cigarette-smoking, whiskey-drinking people who were generally hard to get along with. They didn't... It, it, it wasn't their job to suck up to... I mean, he's, he's doing... He's obviously doing this from his home, and he's got his two fucking bass guitars... He's got a bass guitar. Yeah, two bass. He's got two bass guitars just sitting out, both of them. He's got an old amplifier. There's a there's stickers. It's like a kid's bedroom or something. I mean, Jesus, man. It used to be the job of the journalist to break down and disseminate rhetoric, not fucking perpetuate it. No, 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 no. Now we celebrate this because a, a young boy has done the right thing and dobbed his old man into the fucking feds. <laughs> to try to stop them from again to use to use a term from alex jones now that we have him back to use a term from alex jones chicken necked little pansies 
the chicken-necked little pansies are running the world. Turning him in. Fox News Davidson Tendry spoke with Brentford's son today. David. <laughs> yeah, Blake, Guy Reffitt's 18-year-old son says his father drove to Washington, D.C. with a friend. He says his father is part of a far-right militia group and uh -huh. that his views, like many others across the country, have radicalized. Do you think he believes it? Do you think he believes it or he just says it? I don't know. He doesn't look very convincing if you ask me. So whether he just says it or whether he naturally believes it, I'm not sure. The jury's out on that. But, you, you know, the obvious point to make here is, oh, so your kid is now deciding whether or not you've been radicalised. Ooh. Ooh. Your, your child is now... Um, you know, morally judging you to the point of dobbing you in with the... Your child is now psychoanalyzing you to decide whether or not you're crazy enough to be arrested by the FBI. Scary fucking thought, huh? See, because it wasn't that long ago, if your kid had very... It's a very common thing, I think, for conservative parents to have children who go a little bit more liberal, right? I think that's a natural thing. And, you know, many... You know, many children of liberals will probably end up being very conservative when they get older. But it's just not something young people do. Most young people tend to vote liberal because the world's a very, it's a very different place when you're 17, 18 to when you're, you know, 28 or 38 or 48 or 58, right? Your views change over time. So I imagine it wasn't that long ago where, you know, if you have a particular set of political opinions and your kid has a uh, set of political opinions, it would begin and end with, um, you know, my kid's a liberal idiot or whatever. Fucking, they'll grow up one day. Don't talk to me about politics. You know, I'm twice your age, blah, blah, blah. Mind your own fucking business. And that would have been it. But now, now I guess the, I guess the word is out. Now you actually have to be careful what you say around your own children. Because if you if you talk about, you know, your political views in a certain way in front of your kid, they might they might just call the feds on you now. It's fucking good, isn't it? Oh no, my dad has become radicalized now. So please come and take him away. <laughs> wow. I guess though the cruel twist of this story is you can always say to the dad, <laughs> can't you? You can always say to the dad, well, you raised him. <laughs> you know, and there is some validity in that point, I think. I got in contact with the FBI after the Capitol riots about my dad. 18-year-old Jackson Reffitt of... Okay, so he's 18 years old, Jackson Reffitt, and he has a Hello Kitty statue on his dresser drawers. Should we end the video there? <laughs> An 18-year-old man has a Hello Kitty statue on his dresser drawer. He has, he, has, he has pink curtains and bedspread. He has fake like fake vegetation, fake 
plant life around like one of those old one of those old fashioned like big mirrors on the wall he has like fake vine around it as if he were in that scene saying mirror mirror on the wall on the wall who's the you know prettiest of them all you know that kind of shit that kind of vibe the hello kitty though he has a fresh water he has a fresh water dispenser in his room Lou Frigno says, Dayton Hyperdobber. <laughs> oh, this guy's definitely higher up on the evolutionary scale than Dayton Hypernova is. I mean, this is a this is a civilized man. He may be a little confused, but he's all he's definitely civilized. His skin isn't falling off him for a start. That's a plus. I'll take that. <clears throat> so I want to hear more of these expert views on why Daddy is a radicalized extremist. So I had to Tip him off to tip him off to the FBI. What a little shit. <laughs> what a little piece of shit this kid must be. A wily man arrested He's been manipulated into thinking is aggressive. Uh, the 48-year-old is wearing a blue jacket over what appears to be a black padded or tactical. And and quite a gunt there as well. <laughs> thing was thing was executed a while ago who said if you're a guy who has a big belly, don't wear the body plate armour. It doesn't work. And I have to agree with her. <laughs> because, I mean, have a look at that. <laughs> the, the bullet's going to bounce off the belly vest and hit you s straight in the fucking chin. <laughs> it's going to ricochet right into your neck because of the angle of the gunt. So there's, no, there's no need for body armour if you've got, you know, say six inches of gristle between the bullet... And your vital organs. I don't. You're not going to need that armor. It's not going to do anything. It's just an expensive waste of money. Style vest and has a black helmet on his head with what appears to be a GoPro-style camera attached oh. while at the Capitol, according to photos in an arrest affidavit. Jackson recalls learning his father was there. I think it was Fox playing. I have to point this out too. Look at this fucking idiot here. <clears throat> Look at this idiot climbing the rope to get up to the capital dude how do you think all the other people got up there he's he's the only one climbing a rope they didn't all climb that one rope there's probably a set of stairs just like 200 meters down the way that's that's the beautiful part people are so lazy they won't even storm a capital they're like no no i'd rather just climb the rope it's here i don't want to have to walk all that way to perform this coup that would be too much <laughs> I guarantee, I guarantee a daddy dearest wasn't climbing that fucking rope. Photos in an arrest affidavit. Jackson recalls learning his father was there. Mm. I think it was Fox playing and it was... Sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh. It was just live screening of the riots at the Capitol and them rushing in. And my mom said, your dad is there. Investigators right. say images show the father of three appearing to flush his eyes with water after being hit with a chemical irritant. <laughs> a, a chemical irritant? <laughs> Could it be? Excuse me, Mr. Journalist. Excuse me, chicken neck little pansy journalist with the fucking perfect parted hair sitting in front of your bass guitars. Could it be that we no longer want to use the term capsicum sprayed? <laughs> Could it be that a term like capsicum spray 
brings with it certain negative connotations, specifically for the law enforcement involved who happened to deploy it. Because I seem to recall many times over the last, you know, 12 months, for example, where police have been, you know, pepper spraying people and this was being cited as evidence for police brutality, right? No, no, you can't pepper spray. They're just protesters. How dare you? This is this is abuse. This is violence. They don't care about it, right? <laughs> so, so now, on this particular occasion, we, we shouldn't use the term pepper spray or capsicum spray because that would lead people to believe that the protesters were being unfairly treated by their law enforcement saviors at the Capitol. Remember, remember we showed that clip of somebody walking through a hallway in the Capitol and all these post-it notes, thank you for keeping us safe, we love law enforcement, they're important, da 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 Memes are becoming reality exceptionally fast these days. We're talking an hour's turnaround between meme and reality. So we can't call it can't call it capsicum spray or pepper spray anymore. No, no, no. It's chemical irritant. <laughs> irritant. <laughs> it's like, it's like a, a mild discomfort. <laughs> ah, you got to hit in the face with some chemical irritant, I see. <laughs> Fucking hell. Recalls learning his father was there. Yep. I think it was Fox playing, and it was just live screening of the riots mm. at the Capitol and them rushing in. And my mom said, your dad is there. Investigators say images show the father of three appearing to flush his eyes with water after being hit with a chemical irritant, <laughs> either by Capitol Police or others in the crowd, <laughs> that he was at or past. It, it could have been the police or it could have been his own people because they're such hideous Nazis. <laughs> it could have been fucking baked Alaska too. Let's not pretend like he doesn't have form here. Because somebody was, Lou Frigno in the chat was joking earlier about the content spray. I mean, <laughs> it could have been one of the riot cops or it could have been Baked Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for keeping me safe, D-Live. Police line. Investigators say he's part of a far-right militia group known as the 3% uh, Organization. He already figured that the FBI was watching him. The FBI executed a search warrant. Baby, I've been watching you. On January 16th and later interviewed Jackson. Watching everything you do. Who, according to the affidavit, told the FBI. And I just can't help the feeling. FBI, his father pre- Someone else is stealing. Previously you said, if you me. turn me in, you're a traitor. And to know what happens to traitors, traitors get shot. Okay. <laughs> so he threatened to shoot his son. Okay. If you turn me in, you're a traitor and traitors get shot, huh? Sounds like dad has been fed posting a little too long. <laughs> what a family this was. If this is a true statement, if he actually said that, oh, no, I'm not saying he did or he didn't. I don't know. You don't know. None of us will ever know except the two people involved. And the likelihood is, regardless of who is telling the truth, half of the people won't believe them anyway. So what's the fucking difference, right? That's the reality. We'll never know, and we won't believe it when we hear it. <laughs> <laughs> this is another thing. You know, every now and then I like to throw a little bit of, you know, chook feed out for the people who like to 
who believe that they're waking people up and the world is coming to a place where everybody will understand the truth and stuff. We're beyond that now. We're beyond that. We live in, uh, you know, we live in information apocalypse. There's just, there is so much information as well as disinformation and misinformation and false information. And there's grains of truth in things and then there isn't and it's all just swirling around you are bombarded constantly from the moment you wake up until the t- the moment you go to sleep and there's all this conflicting information and news and ideas and data points and blah 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 and it's it's led to a place where it's not that people believe the wrong things it's that people don't believe anything anymore and that's the whole point of it we 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 ref, will refuse to believe things when we see it directly in front of our face. That's how bad it is now. So, uh, we got a caller on the line. Hello, caller. Thank you for joining us. Hello, Boogs. Hello. 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 This is Andrew. This is Andrew. Andrew Jackson. Yes, sir. Hey, how you going, man? Thanks for joining us. Nice to talk to you. Oh, thanks for thanks for having me. Wow. So, what? How goes it? What's new? What's new? Like we catch up every week. Yeah, so tell me, what's latest? How's the yeah. wife and kids, man? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, long time no talk. Right. So, because we didn't interview you directly when we hired you for the moderator role on YouTube, did we? We just kind of hired you sight unseen, like a Mexican. Yeah, you. Ju- I'm pretty sure you just picked the first person you saw. That's right. You were standing out front of the, you know, the the Home Depot, and we drove past in a pickup truck. And we're like, who who was here first? <laughs> like, get in, get in the back. And we took you off to the job site. First one in the truck gets the job. Exactly. <laughs> so what's on your mind, man? I was just watching this last story you were going over. Yep. And I, I it it blows me away how people can raise children <laughs> that have the balls oh, yeah. to turn in their own parents. Right. So he was probably a like shitty I, dad, I, right? Like, let's be fair here. Do you think that's a fair statement? Oh, it would have to be right, or he's get, or the kid's getting influence from somewhere else that hasn't been kept in check, you know, that hasn't been balanced. How out. do you, how do you, how do you not instill fear in your child? <laughs> right, you know. Well, I mean, like, I... like, 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 uh, my my oldest daughter mm-hmm. uh, works for the ACLU, right? Wow, she went completely left, right? Mm-hmm. She knows damn well if she ever pulled that shit. I would make her life miserable. (laughs) But she's done it the right way. So obviously she's got a brain in her head. She's got a good head on her shoulders, you know. She's got herself like, you know, at a pretty, you know. We we probably have ideological disagreements with the ACLU now, but it is the Civil Liberties Union, you know. It used to stand for something. So she's probably got a, you know, she's probably a pretty smart kid. Is that a fair thing to say? Yeah, you know, even though we disagree yeah. with her potentially politically. So this is the thing, right? She's gone so far left that she's gone the smart way, though. Done the study, done what's needed to be done, got the job at the place. But still, if she comes home for Thanksgiving, you're going to be like, and let me tell you something about these fucking immigrants. And I bet she would she would probably argue a little bit, but she's always going to know where she is. <laughs> she's going to know who she's talking to. Like, no, no, just leave it. That's dad. That's dad's opinion. Just leave it. Is that fair? <laughs> Yeah, well, she 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 grew up with me telling her stories about how I was raised by Hell's Angels, okay. and 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 so you know she she knows you know the side of of liberalism that is just wide open, right? You know what I mean? Yep. 
but she also knows that that's not who I turned out to be. Right. Right. So she pities you, maybe. <laughs> oh, well, Dad didn't have a very good upbringing, so it's, he's allowed to be a bigot. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. The ball's on these kids, huh? Like, calling the FBI. Oh. But then but then look at the media. Like, we're, we're glorifying it now. Oh, good for you, kid. Job well done. You should all learn something from this brave young man turning in his father, right? It's kind of sick, isn't it? Or am I way off? Well, I, 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 for the life of me, I can't remember the name because it's a Russian name. Okay. But, uh, you know, th- like they they used to venerate kids like this in the Soviet Union. Yeah. Like there's a very famous story of a kid that turned in, uh, turned in his parents. And I mean, they, they all but carried the guy around on their shoulders. <laughs> We're dangerously close to that happening again. Yeah. I mean, we don't even yeah, have to it, give you it, like it's, we it's don't even have spooky. to give you fame. We'll give you like let's say we give them five thousand Instagram follows for every parent they dob in. They'll take that. I'll say, yeah, sign me up. Oh God, yeah, yeah. We'll even get a few check marks. Cardi B will follow you on Instagram. Oh, I'm in. Where do I sign up? <laughs> oh, no. Let's get dad extra. <laughs> you'll get you'll get an extra follow from Barack Obama if your dad gets the chair eventually. <laughs> For being a far right extremist, <laughs> if he if he gets the if he gets the death penalty in your state, Barack Obama will give you a follow as well. Oh, I can't wait to dob that in. Fuck that. Oh, they 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 they'd be rifling through their parents' drawers. <laughs> You're looking through their tax folder in the office. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I can capone this son of a bitch. Fuck him. Do you think I'll get? Do you think I'll get the dodge when he's in jail? Will he give me the dodge after I get him locked up? I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, shit. Anything all else right, you well, want to say, brother? That's all I got, Bugs. Okay. Nope, that's it. No worries. Thank you for joining us, sir. All right. Thank you. All right. There he goes, ladies and gentlemen. Andrew Jackson, the best damn moderator on YouTube. All right. Let's carry on here. If you were to write down that quote and give it to anyone ever, it would never be okay. It's never but okay. He said, choose a side is mainly the quote I use from him to express my views on it, is just choose a side and choose a side or die. Did you take that as a threat? I took it as a threat, but I never th- thought he would act upon it. He didn't act on it, though, because he didn't shoot you. <laughs> Kid. Kid, I'm sorry. He didn't he didn't act on it. He didn't shoot you in the chest. You know, I never thought he would act on it. Well, he didn't. He didn't shoot you. He didn't shoot anybody by the looks of it. He it looks like he just happened to be there. That's enough. Oh boy. We are getting to a fun period in time. I'll tell you what, I I don't have time to do it tonight, but there's a story in Australia. For example, right? There's a story in Australia right now because the government, at the behest of, I suspect, uh, you know, outlets like Fox News, for example, the government here in Australia wants to charge Google for displaying search results of news items and articles and videos and stuff. And this is this is such a 
such a monstrosity because it's got people on either side arguing for the wrong thing. So people on the left who hate, you know, Murdoch Press and and Fox News and what whatnot, they're like, oh, well, fuck Google. <laughs> fuck them. And I'm saying, you know, well, it's a private company, bro. <laughs> you know, they can do what they want. Because they're banning just, they're, they're, Google is threatening to ban search, having a search engine in Australia, like China. That's where we're at. So they don't want the search engine in Australia if the government's going, which is fair enough. The government shouldn't be charging and Google shouldn't be pulling out. Both things are true. Both are true at the same time. So the left is saying, oh no, fuck Google. There's other search engines that we can use, blah, 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 which I, you know, I agree in with the sentiment, but I don't want my country, I don't want my country's government banning fucking websites. If they can ban, if they can force the biggest website in the world to, to, you know, not run here by passing a law, that's a fucking problem. I'm sorry. So the people who can, who are concerned with censorship think this is a wonderful idea. The people who would naturally, you know, of the last few years, not be concerned by censorship at all, at all are now taking the, the line, well, you know, fuck it, who cares? We don't need a search engine. It's bizarre. They've actually managed to get both sides arguing for the opposite at the same time, in real time. So, I don't know. All right, I've had enough of this little fucking snitch. How about this one? White Americans have weaponized the idea of girlhood. It's on you. You know, it's about time we start addressing some of these awful white Americans. This is by Crystal Webster, who I'd, I would never normally announce the name of the person who writes an article that I'm about to read on the show, but um, I thought it worthwhile here because this is such a, you know, this is such a monumental piece of work with such well thought out and well reasoned arguments that I wanted to get the credit that she deserves. This is Crystal Webster. She is, quote, a historian of African-American women and children. Okay. On December 26, Maya Ponsetto, a 22-year-old woman, was filmed assaulting a 14-year-old African-American boy in a New York hotel after accusing him of stealing her cell phone. Within minutes of the assault, Ponsetto would learn that her phone had not been stolen and, in fact, had been left behind in a taxi. It can happen to the best of us. In the days after the incident, Ponsetto attempted to explain her actions in a now viral interview on CBS This Morning. She reacted aggressively when host Gail King observed that Ponsetto was an adult who should take accountability for her actions. Ponsetto responded, quote, He's 14. That's what they're claiming. I'm 22. I've lived probably just the same amount of time as him. Honestly, I'm just as much a kid at heart as he is. What was noticed, I, I think 22-year-old, you are a kid anyway, but you're not a kid like a 14-year-old is a kid. 14-year-old's <laughs> very different kid to a 22-year-old. What was notable in Ponsetto's interview is that she not only infantilized herself, she also adultified the black 14-year-old, making him out to be an adult to justify her behavior toward him. This is where this stuff... What you are about to hear here, what you are about to see in this article is a level of amateur psychoanalysis, which has just become commonplace now. 
This has just become normal, run-of-the-mill, standard shit that you would see. Now, in one of the world's most famous newspapers, the Washington Post, we know how bad it is as a joke, but sometimes you do have to, you know, understand what publication we're talking about here, the history of this publication, the credibility that it once had, which has now been burnt and turned to ash. But this is now commonplace in the pages of articles of, of, you know, networks of this magnitude. Have a listen to this. Remember, this person is apparently a historian of African-American women and children, not a professor of history. They would have put that in the blurb. Not somebody with any particular credentials. They would have put that in the description. No, she's a historian of African-American women and children. That's her thing. Listen to this. Ponsetto also described herself as a woman of colour and patronised the boy's father by saying she was sorry if she made them feel inferior or hurt their feelings. Yes, apologising is patronising now. It's not good enough. So there's there's your first little red flag here. Hang on, the person said, I, I apologise if I made him feel inferior or hurt their feelings? <laughs> this patronising white bitch. <laughs> it gets, wait, it gets so much better. These were all attempts to absolve herself of blame as a girl and of racism as a woman of colour. But while Ponsetto may identify as a woman of colour now, she has claimed whiteness in the past. See, once you claim whiteness, once you claim whiteness, it's on you forever. It's like... It's like stink bomb. Once you claim whiteness, that's it. You stink of whiteness for the rest of your life. The article continues. The incident exposed how Ponsetto's race and age... Listen to this shit. The incident exposed how Ponsetto's race and age are shifting identities that she navigates deliberately. I told you, are you ready? Are you ready for some amateur psychoanalysis? If you're sitting, if you're standing, sit down. If you're sitting, lie down. And if you're driving, pull over. Her attempts to traverse these identities, whiteness and girlhood, are part of a long history in which white men and women, how did we get dragged into this? (laughs) In which white men and women have used perceptions of childhood in ways that have damaging and deadly consequences for African-American children. I'll read it again. The incident exposed how Ponsetto's race and age are shifting identities that she navigates deliberately. Her attempts to traverse these identities, whiteness and girlhood, are part of a long history in which white men and women have used perceptions of childhood in ways that have damaging and deadly consequences for African-American children. So if you're a white person and you talk about your childhood as being like this positive thing, like, you know, we had nice, we had nice summer vacations and we had nice Christmases and I was looked after and stuff, 
you merely you merely projecting that out into the universe this idea that you have of a good childhood is actually killing black people believe it or not listen to this historically whites have attempted to claim childhood for themselves and adulthood for African-Americans, regardless of age. I told you it was a good one. They have used ignorance, innocence, and immaturity. This is white people. They have used ignorance, innocence, and immaturity to avoid blame while challenging the legitimacy of black childhood innocence. They've used these behaviours to make false accusations to evade prosecution and blame, and to justify racism and maintain racial hierarchies. I mean, we're right back, we're right back to where we were in 2013, are we not? We're right back to where we were in 2014, in 2015, in 2016. Uh, we've got a call on the line. I'll go straight to him in just a sec. But just that, I just need to hit that line one more time again. Historically, whites have attempted to claim childhood for themselves and adulthood for African-Americans, regardless of age. They have used ignorance, innocence, and immaturity to avoid blame while challenging the legitimacy of black childhood innocence. They've used these behaviors to make false accusations, to evade prosecution and blame, and to justify racism and maintain racial hierarchies. How about that? Thank you for joining us, caller. How are you going there? Good. How about you? I'm good. Who's this? So as a minority, I have personally been um, killed at least three times during your, your stream. Have you really? Yeah, I've been resuscitated at least three times. You've 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 been what? Sorry, you've been you've been resurrected three times. Yeah, at least three times because of your, of your whiteness. Oh, really? So you are this, is, ladies and gentlemen. We have Jesus joining us. Thank you so much. I knew. I always knew Jesus was black, dude. I knew it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> no, actually, oh man, I just I just found uh found your show. It's pretty good. Oh, thank you for joining us, man. Happy to have you on board. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, the this is actually getting insane. Um, I actually am black. Uh, this is like become the norm. No matter where I go, I I get approached, mm. and I, I get I get um, almost told I'm a victim, and it, it, it's really getting to be a problem. Right. Is it, is it? See, I have this theory. Right. We've never spoken before. I've I've talked about this on the show before. You know how you get the stories of like, so I grew up in like a really heavily uh, immigrant sub, uh, like immigrant part of Sydney, like a high Muslim population, high Asian population. Like my, my district that I vote in is like 70% English is not their first language. Right. So that's, it's full on. Like that. So whenever you get these stories of like, say, oh, we need to ban this Christmas display because it's offensive to Muslims. No Muslim I've ever known in my entire life has ever been offended by a Christmas display. And what it is, it'll be like an older white woman with bold frame glasses who wears a pantsuit yeah. or similar who says, you know, no, we really need to be doing what's best for these people. That It's not, it's beyond pandering now. It's insulting. Like, I would hate that. You know what I mean? Is, is that a feeling yeah. you get? 
Yeah, you can you can tell when it's when it's a bored white woman's problem and not a minority problem. Yep. you can literally feel it. I mean, I mean, this is not the like the, the 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 beautiful thing. Like, this is not like the revolution of the working class or anything here. These are like the the people who are on six figures and they're professors and they're professional government employees and journalists who drink at like expensive wine bars and shit who are pumping this stuff out. It's not like the yeah. It's not the guy who works with you down at the factory. You know, it's not the guy who lives next door. You know, who, who's a mechanic, right? It, it's a different yeah. level of shit now that we're dealing with. And you can you can tell when they they're so far from what like a black person or minority goes through what they what they are mm-hmm. that they you you can you can barely even talk to them they don't understand anything. I can talk to a guy at work who's white and we can understand each other and and kind of get along way more than I could exactly. one of these ivory towers elites. Exactly, like it, you know you'll, you you read this stuff and you see the shit on the news about division and hatred and secret aggression and stuff. And it's like you'll go out to the, you'll go out to your backyard and talk to your your black neighbor or your white neighbor, and it's like, man, did you see the football last night? <laughs> it was it was unreal. Do you believe this? Do you believe the offense this team has? I mean, come on, they were just fucking charging down to it. And then you go back inside and flick the news back on, and it's like, this is why your white neighbor hates you. <laughs> this is fucking bullshit. Yeah. Most of it. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I, I love your show, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna call in again eventually. Uh, Absolutely. Thanks for letting me on. No, thanks. Right. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. There he goes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we'll take one more call if if somebody else wants to call in. We're getting to the end of the show here. Listen to this. Childhood, much like race, is not a fixed category. It has not always been treated as a unique stage of social development. Oh, here. You know, your kids don't belong to you. Your kids don't belong to you. They belong to the community now. Childhood as we know it today, with children considered fragile and innocent, is a modern phenomenon that developed in the 19th century, and this modern version of childhood was racialized at its origins. Yes, I I agree with the author. I think we need to round up all of the white children aged 10 and under and get them working in the coal mines as soon as possible. I agree. I agree with the author on that. She's based. Based as fuck. Uh, we've got another caller joining us. Thank you for joining us, caller. Hey, what's up, Boogie? Um, I just want to say, man, I'm a kid that was born in 91. My dad, man, I never thought I would love the man more than I ever had in my life after watching your show. Um, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Um, I think we need to go back to the olden days of just putting a little bit of fear in your kids doesn't hurt. Because if I ever snitched on my dad like that, he would have killed me and kicked me out of the house. <laughs> we don't play that crap in Roxana, Illinois, man. We're a refinery town, and um, we're hardworking people down here. We have our own crazy crap that goes on. We live 25 minutes away from St. Louis, Illinois. I can go about that all day long, but, man, you take it easy. Love the show. The Revenge of the Sith guys um, totally um, got me to watch your show. And um, just thank you and everybody in these communities because I my, have been having bad luck. My dog has cancer and stuff, and you guys are keeping me in there. Um, the Internet's not bad for everything, man, and take it easy, Boogie. No, no worries, man. Thanks for calling. And he's out. They're like that. That is a pro call right there. Well done, sir. Well done. 
and a great and a great sentiment as well <laughs> in that order. I was thinking that too, Kay Ray, because he said my dad would kill me and then kick me out of the house. <laughs> well, at least he's getting the job done inside, so some poor sanitary worker from the city doesn't have to clean up the mess afterwards. But I agree with him, and thank you for joining us. All right. With that, ladies and gentlemen, I think we'll leave it there for tonight. Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to kill me, then kick me out of the house. And you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogiebumper. Don't forget to follow some of our friends, ladies and gentlemen. Coffee Talk with Sandra, Irrational Times later on tonight. Uh, everybody's favourite lover of French women, Mersh, of course. Joy of Pessy. Uh, Major Tom winning TV tomorrow night of course don't forget Victor Von Schroom you got the Kimmy Share. you got the Kimmy Share. Uh, at Real Person PLTCS JJ Stoner Royce Lopez tomorrow morning at 10am and anyone else I may have forgot so until Wednesday night I'll be back on Wednesday stay calm stay rational thank you to everyone who contributed tonight thank you for sharing the show out I'll see you on Wednesday night 6pm Until then, stay calm, stay rational, God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.